who are you? I'm Harry, Harry Potter. Jacob, have you ever been walking to the train station and you're like, whoa, where is my platform? Like, where is it? This literally happens every single time I go to the train station. I'm like, yo, my platform is not here. No. Where is it? But and have you ever had to have you ever had to like run through a wall to get to your platform? That I will admit. No, that has never happened. Um, but there has been times where I had no idea where my platform was. And if only you had a plump redhead to help you. A plump red. Okay. No, no, I... <laughs> no that's actually how she's described. <laughs> Jacob, that's actually how she's described in chapter six, the journey from platform nine and three quarters. Hello, everyone. My name is Joe I'm here with my co-host, Jacob. Listen, we're doing just another chapter of the podcast where we are diving deep into Harry Potter, the entire series. We are doing the first book, The Sorcerer's Stone. Or the Philosopher's Stone. Listen, Jacob, we get it. We get it. You're bougie. You have the Philosopher's Stone book. You have the original book. We get it. You like it. Yeah. (laughs) No, but everyone, a little backstory on Jacob and I and this podcast. We are huge Harry Potter fans. But we've never actually read the books. Our entire knowledge of Harry Potter has come off of the movies. So we thought, why don't we just dive in deep and, you know, learn about Harry Potter, the ins and the outs, every small detail that J.K. Rowling wrote, the story that, for me personally, shaped my childhood. So, Jacob, without further ado, do you want to talk about the journey from platform nine and three quarters, the sixth chapter in this wonderful book? The journey where we meet a plump redhead, indeed. Uh, the journey from platform nine and three quarters, it begins uh, back at home um, at Four Privet Drive. Um, Privet. Sorry? Privet. I, I hate that name. I hate that yeah, name. Yeah, it's... it's Sorry. It's I not saw. even like private. It's Privet. Like, what is this? Come on, guys. Get it, get it together. Um, yeah, so it, it begins back at Fort Privet Drive, and we're, it's basically just the build-up to Harry going off to Hogwarts, finally. And uh, we see that Harry is obviously really excited. He's counting down the days uh, for September 1st when he's finally going to go to Hogwarts. And obviously, this is, like, super exciting for him as we left off in the Chapter 5, where he just learned so much about the magical world the wizarding world, whatever you want to call it, um, in Diagon Alley. And um, obviously he's stoked to go to Hogwarts. Exactly. And this is like, he finally named his owl Hedwig. You know, Hagrid got him that owl for his birthday in Diagon Alley in chapter five. And he finally named it Hedwig. You know, he says every night he lets the, he lets the bird go out and comes back every single night with a dead mouse, which I think is disgusting um i mean it's it's typical that's yeah. uh if you have if anybody uh, has cats uh outdoor cats they know they know that feeling um sure. bring back mice um but this is obviously an owl and owls are very prevalent in uh, 
the wizarding world at hogwarts uh delivering letters delivering mice sometimes um but yeah so the chapter continues it's basically just a countdown to september 1st and once it hits september 1st um or actually like the day before uh harry gets asked for a ride from vernon dursley and he actually kind of agrees says yeah basically and which is kind of surprises harry and then so the next day on september 1st they actually get a ride because it just so happens they're heading that way anyways so they bring harry and his big it's important to say jacob why are they already going into london um they are going to I, f- I forget they're basically just going to drive um no it's dudley, because no it's because dudley still has that pigtail that oh, yeah, Hagrid right, right, gave right, right, right. him yeah <laughs> that legendary hagrid moment he just yeah. gave that little fat bozo a pig's tail right so they're going to the the doctor um to get that removed how do you uh, explain that how do you explain yikes that? um yeah no i don't even know it's kind of kind of awkward um awkward conversation with the doctor um but yeah so they they head over to um the train station king's cross was it called king's king's cross my friend king's cross indubitably and um so they they um they look at his ticket and it says platform nine and three quarters and obviously there's not much of a a thing as nine and three quarters when it comes to train Train stations stations. usually usually Usually. at least i feel like Um, now they probably have a couple like in harry potter maybe never know Um, in honor yeah perhaps and um so they're obviously kind of making fun of harry and they're laughing at him and they're like whatever and then they drop him off and they're like Mm -hmm. figure it out yourself see you later and obviously he has to figure it out himself he's thinking that maybe hagrid left out some information the last time he saw him uh there's something he's missing to be able to get on that platform nine and three quarters to take the train to hogwarts and this is where he meets a lovely family uh headlined by a plump redhead hey jkr Um, said it not me jkr said it not me it is written down Um, it is it is and anyways (laughs) there there is one of them for sure look at those eyes just ron uh, weasley so for, for the audio listeners i have a ron weasley funko pop so showing it off to the camera, make sure to head Iconic. over to our YouTube, make sure to head over to our YouTube channel and TikTok and Instagram, every, all the socials just to see what that Ron Weasley looked like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is where he meets um, this family. It, they seem to be um, trying to get on this platform, nine and three quarters. Um, Harry kind of picks out a few keywords as he's eavesdropping and it seems like they're going to Hogwarts as well. So he kind of politely goes and asks, um, uh, how, how do I get there? And they obviously are very courteous, very nice family. And it's of quite a few of them that you'll see there's uh, a nice little dynamic there, but, um, they graciously tell him, uh, you just basically have to run into the wall to get to platform nine, three quarters turns out there is a platform nine three quarters it's just hidden from the muggles i wonder if we should do that we should just like go to every like train station in the world and like run to the walls maybe we'll like be transported to a wizarding wizarding world no you don't want to do that i'll oh, pass sorry. on that i don't want to run into walls um in hopes of a uh secret world uh i'll leave that to you um, okay I- i'll do that i'm good on that 
So yeah, they um so eventually they all the family and Harry they managed to get through that wall and um as they get through the wall there's um obviously a new a, a train station and Harry's kind of like dumbfounded how he just did it. He ran right through the wall with this stuff mm-hmm. with Hedwig and his his luggage and it's magic. That's like his like another like big glimpse into magic um that's kind of gets Harry a little confused some may say but um so we we meet a few people along the way and eventually they board the train and that's kind of where Harry and we find out that Ron one of the the redhead family uh they end up sitting together and yeah they have a lot of camaraderie and it's pretty interesting they're perfect for one another they literally are like two peas in a a pod pod. yeah um i think they have really good chemistry and Mm -hmm. they they kind of complete each other like harry this is like harry's first real friend and it's like they hit it off so quickly and they share food together on the train they talk about they talk about their past they talk about how they both had to get hand-me-downs from their mm -hmm. siblings or step siblings or people they hated you know and it's such like a beautiful contrast between both worlds because Ron is the complete opposite of Harry in terms of how they were raised. Ron was, was raised in this magical family where they talked about magic and they don't know these simple things like phones and, and, you know, like, I don't know, like just anything. And Harry is like, um, yeah, where's my Mars bar? (laughs) Like it's Harry wanted a Mars bar when the, when the chocolate, thing came around because the Dursleys never allowed him to get Mars bars because it was all supposed to be for Dudley. So that's just like, like when it comes down to like candies and foods of the wizarding world, it's all different. And Harry was, Harry didn't know what was going on. So, you know, he's rich now. What does he do? Yo, let me just get the entire cart. Like swing me the entire cart, man. I think he spent what? Seven silver nugs and uh, like nine Krugs. Yeah, he spends a lot and he just basically just like, I don't know what to do with my money. I, I can finally spend money and I'm going to I'm going to buy all this, all these sweets, these treats and then share them with mm-hmm. my new friend Ron. And that's basically what they do. And along the way um, on the train, they meet a few people uh, passing through the, the sections. And one of the people they meet is a very bossy young girl, uh, Hermione Granger is her name and they kind of both are kind of put off by her because of the way she she acts and like she's kind of uh, a little pompous a little bit of a know-it-all and that's just I wanted, kind to, punch of... her. I wanted to RKO her I wanted to RKO her <laughs> that's the the kind of kid that she is but and then she she's going through the train to try to help out another kid uh named Neville who lost his pet which is a frog um and obviously to no luck but as she's looking for it she obviously meets ron and harry and yeah they don't really like her too much they kind of are like think she's arrogant and like yeah. she kind of shows it and one example where she's like oh you don't know this one thing well i knew it because i read it i would have read it if i were you kind of thing yep <laughs> and i thought that was pretty funny but like i mean that's just that's who hermione is she's She's very smart and likes to likes for people to know that she's smart. <laughs> I I love how when she was like, oh, look, I grew up the same as you, Harry. I was a muggle. 
but, but I know, I know this. But I know this. It's like, how do you not know anything? She's like, she was basically trying to say, like, Harry, I know you better than you know yourself. And I was like, yeah. it's like Hermione, embarrassing. I was like, shut the hell up, bro, before somebody RKO's you. And then, like, yeah, it was just one of those things, like, knowing how Hermione turns out it's like a fun way of how she gets introduced into the story. Like this yeah. whole snobby character that nobody likes, but like the more she's on the pages, the more you're like, huh? Okay. Like maybe like, she's not that bad. Yeah. Like they well, obviously we're all, we're still so early into it, mm-hmm. but you can tell how there's so much room for character development with all these characters. And obviously there will be, and it's very interesting. And another character we meet on the train is a character we already met before in Diagon Alley in a shop, which turns out to be Draco Malfoy, that pale kid who Harry reminded uh, was reminded of, uh, thought was kind of like Dudley, which is pretty telling for this Draco fella. And Draco comes with two, two of his Not boys, Crab and Goyle. Uh, <laughs> who Fair. are also also seem to be kind of mm-hmm. like not very cool dudes and but he uh, but this they're less they're cooler than draco because draco like we like we saw in the in the earlier chapter jacob in chapter five diagon alley draco thinks the same as dursley does as uh, dudley does sorry that some people are better than other people and mm-hmm. he says it right here. He says, quote, you'll soon find out when he's speaking to Harry here, you'll soon find out some wizarding families are much better than others, Potter. You don't want to go making friends with the wrong sort. I can help you there. Yeah. And that's basically what he was kind of alluding to back in Diagon Alley as well. Is like, mm-hmm. oh, um, some people are better than others. There's like kind of like that disparity, that class disparity, even amongst wizarding families. Yep. And he's really trying to point that out. He's saying like, you better, you better shape up now Potter or else you might go down the wrong path. And then Harry's just like, you suck, dude. I don't, yeah. I don't care for you. I'll, I'll figure it out myself. This is also new to me anyways. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be just fine. He kind of tells him off and they kind of go about their business after that. I don't know how many people in that situation, you know, in Harry's exact situation where he grew up having nobody and everybody's supposed to love Harry. Harry turned down a potential friend. Mm-hmm. He, uh, of course he knows that that Draco's a piece of shit because of the small conversations they've had. Of course, when he was shit talking Hagrid saying he's a servant in chapter five and just yeah. belittling him and belittle, belittling Ron because he's poor. It's like, Harry had the wherewithal and he had the character to say, you know what? Fuck you. Like, fuck you, Draco. I actually care about these people. And he says, quote, I think I can tell who the wrong sort of family are for myself. Thanks. Yeah. Woof. Tells him off Woof. beautifully. And that little fellow, Harry, he's uh, already a pretty uh, smart, smart guy. Uh, he knows that there's, this is just not worth it. This guy is just not, aligned with him he's already hitting it off so much with mm-hmm. ron he's like why would i even bother like you're you're talking smack about my new friend uh ron and you're talking smack about the person who cares for me and got me a cake hagrid so what does that tell me about you and obviously tells him that he's uh scum let's just say he's a scum he's um, a little scummy and yeah sorry 
No, no, you go, you go finish your thought, finish your thought. Yeah, no, I was just kind of wrapping up like what the, the chapter, they basically uh, eventually get off the train. They're kind of looking, waiting and they get off the train and they still have to take a boat, a boat, um, what? <laughs> to, I'm on a uh, boat to get to Hogwarts and basically they get to Hogwarts and that's the chapter, the chapter ends. And yeah. What are some, what are some things that really just like jumped out on the page for you? Um, I just, I don't know. I thought this was also another really excellent chapter. Um, she don't miss. She don't we obviously, miss. We, in, they introduce, <laughs> they introduce some pretty important characters. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously we don't, you wouldn't necessarily know how important they are if you hadn't watched the movies beforehand like us, but, um, these are obviously very important characters, Draco, Hermione, and the whole Weasley family, but most importantly, Ron, um, mm -hmm. very important characters. Um, I really like, I really like that line. That's my favorite line. You just mentioned it not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, Draco kind of like spiting, uh, Harry, you'll soon find out who some of the wizarding families are better than others potter you don't want to go making friends with the wrong sort um i really like that i thought that was really kind of perfect and that kind of i obviously it wasn't likely what that harry would go down a path like that but it kind of cements where he's going down a little bit obviously i with the like the sorting hat things could have changed maybe a little but i think that's probably a little bit of foreshadowing to say that that wasn't likely that he would go down that road mm -hmm. um so yeah no I, I thought it was a pretty good uh chapter overall um yeah the the comparisons from like the high class wizards low class wizards and then the muggle talk from hermione and uh harry was pretty good I, I'm on the same boat as you here. Boat, you get it, because they had to get to a boat to go to Hogwarts. Yeah, I'll stop. Yes. <laughs> I, I really, that was my favorite quote also, just because it showed Harry's character. And like I said, I don't know anybody in that situation who wouldn't say, yeah, you know, it's okay. Uh, you're better than I am. You're better than this guy, Ron. You have more money. You're cooler. Maybe you can, like, show me around. So, like, I mean, I, like, there's, I'm like, i sure there's a bunch of people who would say, who would say that to, to Draco, but... Harry kind of he's like the the first overall draft pick that everybody wants but he's content playing on like the like the lesser team and I say lesser in, yeah. in quotation marks because is, is it really lesser yeah it's, it, it's very subjective it's and lesser it's lesser in material sense because mm. you know Ron says you know his family doesn't have money and he says at one point that his family doesn't have money but he catches himself very quickly because mm -hmm. he's kind of embarrassed to say that Whereas Draco comes in and says, I got everything. But yeah. Harry, having a similar background to Ron, he didn't have any money, even though the Dursleys had money. He's like, you know what, Ron? I can relate. I also had to go through my struggles and I was in love, but you were obviously loved with five other brothers, which by the way, the twins, even funnier on the page, on pages, and they are in the movie. Oh yeah, they are really good. Um, the Weasley twins, Fred and George. Weasley, so uh, funny goofballs, a lot of good uh, comedic relief from them. Um, so who was your character, best character, or like chapter winner from from this one? It's it's definitely a toss up between Harry and Ron. Like, there's no doubt about it. I I I think 
I think it has to be given to Harry just because of that line to Draco. Okay. And uh, after like after you say your your chapter winner, I want to read out a passage which really made me fall in love with Harry that much more. So who was your sure. chapter winner? Yeah. Now that you mentioned you kind of did like a split kind of Harry mm-hmm. or Ron, I kind of feel the same way. I initially said it was Ron just because I think I think it's it's essentially it is both of them because Ron kind of brings out the best of Harry and Harry kind of feels like he brings the best out of Ron mm-hmm. and they're just they are very similar uh even though it does doesn't necessarily seem like it at first glance but they can relate to each other quite a bit like with the hand-me-downs um it's also just it definitely is Harry's first real friend and I really like the kind of contrast of he had this loving family and he's like, he's acknowledges like there's, they're poor and everything, but then he meets Harry who is like, doesn't have a very loving family and they're not necessarily poor, but he still has the same kind of feeling of being poor, maybe poor in like kind of uh, an enrichment sense and also not actually being able to spend money on anything or having any of those luxuries so they can definitely relate to one another and obviously they they're gonna have a very good friendship down the line and i think that's why ron is my chapter winner i uh they are the perfect friends for one another they're 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 so similar yet so different yet so interesting that I think their friendship is perfect the way that JKR wrote it out. And even the way she wrote it out, it makes you feel as if this is a real life friendship. Like it makes you feel as if this is like a friendship she based, she based this friendship off something she already knew because something like this strong this early is like something that's so rare. And yeah, yeah. but uh, I want to read out a passage and this was a passage that I absolutely loved. And, And when I read it, I had to stop and just, soak it in just soak it in because this goes back to what i've been saying for like the last couple of chapters with harry's self-doubt and like as a person who also doubts themselves i think this was a perfect 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 passage says quote and this is at the point where he's about to go run into the wall to Mm. go into platforms nine and three quarters quote he started to walk toward it people people jousted him on the way to platforms nine and ten Harry walked more quickly. He was going to smash right into that barrier and then he'd be in trouble. Leaning forward on his cart, he broke into a heavy run. The barrier was coming nearer and nearer. He wouldn't be able to stop. The cart was out of control. He was a foot away. He closed his eyes, ready for the crash. It didn't come. He kept running. He opened his eyes. A scarlet steam engine was waiting next to a platform packed with people. The reason why this plat this this whole passage was so important to me is because even harry after seeing fred and george do it he was still doubting himself that what if mm-hmm. i'm not good enough still and you know he he said you know what if i'm not good enough but screw it i'm gonna try anyways he went full speed he's quote he wouldn't be able to stop the cart was out of control he he just went for it anyways and I think this is like, like if you're like a kid reading this right now, you you read that thing and you're like, even if I'm scared, I'm going to do it anyways, because there's a good chance I'm going to succeed at it. 
Yeah, it's a big leap of faith moment for Harry. Yeah. Um, although, yeah, he's been introduced to magic. He knows magic is a thing. But it's almost like he's just, he's finally acknowledging his new journey. He's finally going on it. And he's putting himself out there, going through the wall, going, <laughs> getting ready to go to Hogwarts, starting his new kind of life. Um, yeah, it is a really beautiful moment. It's kind of subtle, yet it's so important into his new adventure, really. I love this chapter. Yeah, pretty solid. I I wouldn't really, I don't think I would change anything again in this mm -hmm. chapter. My only like kind of curiosity is like, is this chapter, why do they take trains to get to Hogwarts? What mm. the hell? What the heck? Is it, I, I know that's what they do all the time. That's just kind of like the tradition. Why do they go to platform nine and three quarters? But if they're wizards, can't they just like appear like through like the, kind of like with the, I don't know. What's that? That stuff. Like like apparition that, yeah why can't they just do that to get to anyways it's not really important at all but yeah. that's just one thing i'm curious about i think this chapter is kind of a seat kind of like a scene setter for the rest of like yeah. hogwarts so it's like i understand where it comes from but i'm just a little curious what's the point in trains i'm super curious also like or can it be a flying train or something why well, does it have I to actually <laughs> i don't know I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the reason why it's a train is because like in Europe, their main form of transportation is a train, if I'm not mistaken, because yeah. it's a lot cheaper than taking a flight and you can just kind of take a train all over the like all over Europe. But um, man, this was this like, I think the only thing I would have liked more. Actually, you know what? No, I was going to say I'd like to have a little bit more Neville, but I think Neville was like perfect because you 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 know who he is, you know, he's, he's going to be clumsy, you know, he's going to be like this kind of like a goofball. This is like this round headed kid who's a goofball who loses his frog or toad. Yeah. And I don't know, I just I thought that was funny. And it was like, yeah. I, it was like the perfect amount of Neville that just, it keeps you interested enough to be like, who is this Neville guy? Why is he so important? Yeah, and he gets mentioned enough that we know that he's going to be somewhat prevalent, somewhat important down the line. Yeah. Um, obviously and and then he um yeah no it's it's definitely interesting because yeah there's the whole toad aspect throughout mm -hmm. the chapter like he still doesn't have his toad and then obviously they get on the boat together hermione ron harry and neville yeah. so that's kind of like a little uh brewing little friendship uh a little quartet of folks uh hanging out down the line okay i just one more thing popped into my head so we know from every chapter that you say Voldemort, you say, um, you What'd know you say? who. Oh, I ain't scared. I okay. got a, I got a scar on my forehead. I ain't scared. I'm the chosen one. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll stop. But um, <laughs> no, I, I love it. How, how everyone is so scared to say the name Voldemort that when Harry says Voldemort in front of Ron, Ron is like, what did you say? I, I just thought everyone should be scared of it. Mm. And I feel like this is going to play so perfectly as the series goes on, because we know that like, even let's just take it that we are in 2001 or whenever this book came out and we're doing a podcast for the very first time. And we don't know what's happening. You can already tell that Voldemort's going to be a prevalent villain in either this book or this series. You don't know that mm -hmm. you don't know what it's going to be yet, but you can already tell from Harry's, 
willingness to say Voldemort's name with no fear whatsoever. You can tell that he's not scared of him anymore or that he's never been scared of him. And he's not, he didn't grow up with the same fear in his brain as others did. And, you know, spoiler alert here, we know Hermione also isn't that scared of Voldemort either because she didn't grow out. She didn't grow out. She didn't grow up with Voldemort. Yeah. It's almost like when you get like, I don't know, like tale, like when your parents start telling you bedtime stories and stuff, if you were born a muggle, you don't hear any stories about Voldemort or Harry Potter. But if you're grow up in the wizarding world, you're going to hear stories about them. So it's like, all of a sudden this is thrown at you. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like artificial fear maybe for them or like they're not quite there where it's like, it makes sense to them to even, even think about uh, he who shall not be named like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, It's, uh, it's an interesting point you bring up there. Thank you, Jacob. And with that, we're going to leave you guys. Anything else to add, Jacob? No, I think they'll do it for this time. Yeah. Yes, sir. And that is it for today's chapter. Number six, uh, the journey to platforms nine and three corner, three corners, three corners, could be the the journey to platforms nine and three quarters. I am Joe. This is my co-host and good friend, Jacob, and we will see you tomorrow for chapter seven, the sorting hat. Peace. Peace. Who are you? I'm Harry, Harry Potter.